What is up, Reborn listeners? My name is Ashley Horn, and I'm so excited to have you here listening with me today. I have a very special guest, Chris Calavini. Many of you know him as not only a stud, uh, he is also the CEO of Nutrition Solutions. Uh, I have looked up to Chris Calavini for a really, really long time. In fact, I was using his products before I even became a part of his Nutrition Solutions family, and I have been now for the past at least three years. Um, Chris Calavini is not only an amazing business person and a friend, but he's also a great mentor and has helped develop me through um, some hard times that I've, that I have faced in business, especially in like the, the food industry. Um, there was a time when, uh, I, I felt like I, I lacked the, um, knowledge or probably, honestly, it was probably more or less just experience on how to build a team, um, how to build like good leadership and the onboarding process for that. And, and most importantly, as a business owner, how to protect yourself. Um, because there are going to be people, especially those of you who own businesses, there's going to be people who, uh, you bring into your life and you try to, you know, help grow them and mentor them, um, as well and give them opportunities. And, you know, sometimes people just, um, they'll just turn, turn their back on you. Um, and, uh, with Chris, whenever I reached out to him, I was in a really low point of business and I was trying to figure a lot of stuff out. And he was, he has been one of the greatest friends that, that I've, that I've ever had. Um, and I just look up to him so much. He has an incredible reborn story. Uh, you talk about a guy who, who went through the military, uh, he got out and then, um, he kept, uh, he kept backsliding a little bit to his old lifestyles. And we're going to talk all about that and hear his reborn story. And he in fact has a reborn day. Um, but I'm really excited to bring Chris Calavini on. Um, Chris, just a personal message to you. Like you helped me during one of my most vulnerable moments as a, just becoming who I am today and reaching out to you. And you were so kind and just, um, you're so humble about all of your accomplishments and everything that you've personally been through, but you helped me, um, become a better leader and who I am today. And I, I've learned specific details, uh, from you specifically on the building blocks and what it takes to, uh, create structure in your business, uh, to create operations in your business. And I'm, I'm just genuinely thankful for you, Chris. And, uh, I cannot wait to smash a workout with you sometime in the near future. So Chris Galavini, welcome to the reborn podcast. Chris, I want to welcome you on to the Reborn podcast. Uh, not only have you been um, just an awesome inspiration for me, but you are somebody that I genuinely look up to, uh, not only how you conduct business, how you carry yourself, the pride that you have in your accomplishments and the pride that you have in the company that you have built, uh, but I really want to talk about if the listeners don't know who you are and your story, which is so incredibly inspiring. Can you share? Um, can you share with us uh, your story and how you have become Chris Calavini? And you were recently featured on the cover of Train Magazine. 
Congrats for that badass cover. I saw that. Um, But I just kind of want to start from the beginning. And uh, I want our I want our listeners to be able to hear your story uh, from the past and then into the present of where you are now. Yeah. So thank you so much for the awesome words. That means a lot to me. And thank you for having me on. Um, Glad we're getting to do this. Um, But so, yeah, like I guess taking it from the top, I mean, Uh, My name is Chris Cavallini, and I'm the owner and CEO of a company called Nutrition Solutions. We do uh, healthy meal preparation for people who are looking to lose weight, build muscle, just be healthier and uh, live a more healthy, active, vibrant lifestyle. Uh, Started the company um, almost 10 years ago. It's been nine years. Next year, it'll be 10 years. And I started from very, very humble beginnings. Um, I've done pretty well for myself, obviously, still a lot of room for improvement, always things that need to be uh, done better. And and that's always the mission and and the goal. Um, But in all, you know, for all practical standards, you know, we have done pretty good. Uh, The company has uh, grown year over year, had the opportunity to help a lot of people, both the clients that we serve and our team uh, internally. I came from humble beginnings with the business came from even more humble beginnings as a human being. I, my mother had me when she was 16 was super young. And, uh, my father took off before she, uh, before I was even born. So he was never around. Um, my mother had a lot of problems. She, um, was an addict and just was not in a good position to take care of, a baby. I mean, she was still, she was a baby when you know I was born. So through that process, um, I was put in the care of the system and making a long story short, spent the majority of my childhood in foster homes, uh, in group homes, did a little bit of uh, moving around um, just for various reasons. And just due to some of the things that I was exposed to growing up, I developed some behavior issues and uh, anger issues and insecurity issues and issues about my issues. So as I got older, I started to kind of lash out. Um, and, you know, once I you know, got into high school is when things really started to kind of escalate, was getting in trouble, getting arrested. And, um, you know, my, my little uh, infamous claim to fame is I was arrested 17 times before my 18th birthday. I was arrested another dozen or so times after that. But by the time I had turned 18, I'd already been arrested 17 times. So eventually the state of Massachusetts got to a point, and I'm from Boston, born and raised. Eventually the state got sick of seeing me in their courtrooms all the time. They realized that I wasn't taking the system very seriously. And as I started to get in into trouble and, and escalate the activity of which I was getting in trouble for, they began to escalate the punishment. And ultimately, they uh, gave me an ultimatum that I could either join the military or go to jail for seven months. This was my senior year in high school, uh, and I opted to join the military, uh, fortunately. And um, that was the, a huge pivot and, and, and transitional point of my life. Um, the military was amazing and uh, did so many great things for me. Taught me what, the importance of- What did you, what, what did you, were you Navy, Army- yeah, I was in the I, Navy. I was okay. I was a, a Navy diver for five years and uh, had the opportunity to be part of a very elite community and and learn the importance of discipline and attention to detail and just the you know how to carry myself and 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 the importance of having high standards and all these things that 
I was never really exposed to, um, you know, growing up for, you know, any number of reasons. But the other thing that it did for me is it moved me away from like the environment and some of the people that were not uh, helping me kind of progress as a human being. And again, that, that part of it was not intentional. That was just kind of an organic byproduct, but I became made aware of it that I just felt better. I was happier. I had a mission. I had a purpose. Um, I was very proud of what I did when I was in the military. And to that point, you know, uh, that was the most significant accomplishment that I'd ever, uh, you know, achieved for myself was becoming a Navy deep sea diver. And I, I wore that with a lot of pride. And um, so, yeah, the military was awesome. It's been five years in the military. And then I got out and I basically went from, you know, one day to the next, I had this, this the ultimate structure, the ultimate purpose, the ultimate mission. I knew where to be, when to be there, what to be wearing, you know, what the nature of the work that I would be doing on a given day was. So basically overnight, I no longer had that anymore. I, I didn't have that structure. I didn't have that discipline. And I regressed with the quickness. And, you know, it, it, a very short period of time, you know, later, I just kind of slipped back into some of my old behavioral patterns and, you know, getting up late, not making my bed anymore, just not giving a shit. And uh, ended up working in the strip club and uh, worked in the strip club for a couple of years, which I just despise at the time, young guy, you know, working around hot chicks, making cash. It seems to be like on the surface, like, like not a bad gig, but I didn't like the environment. I didn't like the atmosphere. I didn't like the person that I was becoming again in that environment. So I decided to quit and subsequently became a drug dealer. So I, I, I want to stop you for just a second and kind of talk about um, the difference between, you know, we talk about, I, I talk a lot about, there, there's so many similarities between like me and you. I feel like there's a lot of like definitely the same mindset. Um, can you just, before we move forward in your story, can we talk a little bit about um, at this point, like why the discipline of, you know, you had so much structure and discipline in your life whenever you were in the military and you got out and it was like, you know, you probably had a little bit of like that lost tribe feeling, you know, you no longer had the brothers that you were, you know, with every single day and you no longer had, had structure. Um, can we talk about that? Because I think that's, it's so important in people's lives, even if they're going down, uh, you know, a fitness career, or they're wanting to start anything, the disciplines that you set in your life, you have to adhere to that. Can we just talk about the comparisons of, um, and how, how you really, because of the disciplines you didn't have anymore, you started slipping back? Yes, absolutely. The, the thing is, I was so fortunate in the military for a number of reasons, but one of which is they somewhat impose that discipline and structure uh, onto you. And, you know, you're not aware consciously of just how beneficial it is to your cognitive development, to just you staying fit, physically staying fit, mentally. Structure is the literal healthiest thing that we can have as human beings, we need routines to follow, preferably routines that serve us and contribute to the betterment of our life. Now, it is our responsibility to structure our lives in such a way we're following, uh, you know, consistent daily disciplines that move our life in the direction that we want to move it to. Again, I was fortunate in the military to have that imposed on me, but at the end of the day, our life is our responsibility and we need to structure our lives and our schedules and our rituals consistent with the outcome that we want to achieve in life. What gets scheduled gets done. If you attempt to randomly and haphazardly go through your days 
trying to fit in the important things that you need to do, eat well, work out, you know, spend time on personal development, spend time, you know, uh, on your professional development. It's, it's, it's highly probable that some, if not all of those things are going to fall off as life happens and things tend to come up. But when you put something on a schedule, you put it on paper, you plan it, that's what it is. It becomes part of your structured routine to where there, there is no opportunity for uh, essentially deviating from the path. So our life is our responsibility. If you want to win in life, you have to structure your day and your life in such a manner where you essentially force that result. Nobody's going to do that for you. Um, coming up in grade school, you know, from grade one, they do that for us. And, you know, you know where to be, when to be there and what to wear and, and everything is kind of laid out for you. And unfortunately, most people go their entire life not really recognizing that at some point you have to take responsibility for your own life. At some point, school is out. Now you have to stand on your own two feet in the real world um, and, you know, think for yourself. So the most important thing I think that we can do as human beings is develop that ability to think for ourselves and recognize when we're not thinking for ourselves and when we're doing things or kind of just, you know, going along with the flock and what the rest of uh, the, what most people are doing. I always tell people at the end of the day, like the question that you have to ask yourself and when doing so be brutally honest, do you want to be like most people? And everybody's going to say no when you confront them like that. But if that is, in fact, the answer and you do mean that, then your actions need to not be consistent with that in most people. You're going to be willing to do the things that most people aren't willing to do on the days that you don't feel like doing them. And at the end of the day, I think that really defines uh, or you know determines the difference between a winner and a loser. Winners feel the same way losers do. They don't feel like doing shit, but they do it anyway because they know that that's what it takes to win. And ultimately, I mean, that's what we're all here for anyway. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com, the premier men's grooming brand offering the best tools and solutions for men's hygiene across the globe. It's official. Manscaped has officially taken over the world. They just launched their new fourth generation electric body trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0 globally, which means international shipping all the way from the United States to Canada, Australia, and the UK, all of Europe, Singapore, and South Africa. Men across the world can get their ultimate Manscaped experience when you purchase their new performance package 4.0 bundle. Included is the Lawnmower Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer. The Lawnmower 4.0 has these replaceable ceramic blades with skin safe technology and a built in LED light to help you trim with confidence. The Manscaped team redesigned the new Lawnmower 4.0 to include a cool new wireless charging system. These indicator lights on the front now show you how much juice you have, so you're always ready to go. There is also a new travel lock feature, so you can ensure that when you take flight, your trimmer travels safely with you. It's definitely important. Also included is their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Because Manscaped is so much more than a ball trimmer company. 
The new Performance Package 4.0 bundle now includes their new Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmers as well. This thing is a game changer. Don't sleep on cleaning up your nose hairs and avoid painful alternatives like plucking or waxing. Pulling out nose hairs hurts more than nicking your balls. And when you opt in for the full performance package 4.0 kit, you get the biggest bang for your buck. You can enroll in their peak hygiene plan and get ongoing replenishments of your favorite products flown in straight to your door, hassle-free. For a limited time, you can also get not one, but two free gifts. Two, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off plus free international shipping plus two free gifts when you visit manscaped.com forward slash Ashley. That is manscaped.com forward slash Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff. Your balls and your body will thank you. Just remember... It's 20% off plus free international shipping plus two free gifts whenever you visit manscaped.com forward slash Ashley. Chris, I'm just so excited to get a chance to connect with you today. I know you and Ashley have had such a great relationship over the years and she spoke so highly of you. So getting a chance to, to kind of hear your story and, and learn more about the man behind, you know, obviously a successful company, but also such a successful uh, brand, you know, with what you've done for yourself is, is such a gift. Talk to us a little bit about just coming out of that world of structure with being in the military and then coming back to less structure with kind of the, the different jobs that you were working and the yes. lifestyle choices that you were put into, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very curious just to understand, you know, where does your mindset go? You know, when you are just kind of told, Hey, you have to be up at a certain time. You have to eat a certain food. You have to do a certain thing to having such freedom. I would love to just kind of learn a little bit more about, you know, your personal journey with that um, and kind of how it relates to the success that, you know, you've been able to prevail to, um, uh, today. Yeah. So I, uh, transitioned from strip club to drug dealer. Uh, it made sense at the time. And, uh, <laughs> I felt pretty good about it, to be honest with you at that young point of my mentality and just cognitive development. I was 20. How old were you? Okay. Tw 24. Okay. All right. 24, 25. Yeah, such started... a baby. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I, I was kind of like the man about town. Like I was very active in nightlife because I partied a lot. So there was my clientele right there. So it just kind of like made sense. I knew so many people. And uh, again, for seven years or so, I, I didn't have a job. That was my job. I didn't have like a, um, you know, a regular job. And I did that on the side. I was fully committed to that lifestyle. And I was, you know, making cash, just, you know, making it fast, spending it faster, partying all the time, just living very, very carefree. And, you know, during those years, I, for many years, it did not occur to me that, you know, one day something could happen. I could get in trouble. I could go to prison, you know, any number of things. I, I, I didn't really think past like, you know, that day or that week or that month. I didn't really have a plan. Um, I had no goals. I had no, I had no idea or understanding that I could ever be 
anything more than what I was at the time. And that during a lot of those years, I didn't really want to be anything more. It's like I was living the lifestyle that I wanted to live at the time. And I was making a lot of money, even though I didn't ever have any money because I would spend it all. But it was you know, comfortable. Like I slept till one, got up and I went to the gym and then like did whatever I wanted to and went and partied again. And, you know, six nights a week, I'm doing that. But eventually, you know, it got to a point where you maybe like five years in some of the uh, other drug dealers that I was running with back then, you know, drug dealers hang out with other drug dealers who knew uh, some of the guys started, um, you know, they started to get caught and get arrested and get sent to prison. And, a lot of guys in the in, in the old crew they, they started telling on each other and, and, and setting one another up and snitching and all that. And you know, I think at some point I became made aware that um, like the DEA and, and the uh, sheriff's office in the city that I was living in at the time was Jacksonville, Florida. That they'd been asking about me. I'd heard multiple times from people that my name had come up that they you know had, um, brought people in and were like showing pictures of all like the usual suspects. And I was you know on one one of my pictures was on there. So like I had an awareness that like, you know, I wasn't fooling anybody and and I was, um, it was known what I was doing and, and, and obviously they were looking at me. And again, I, I wasn't trying to keep myself on a low key back then. Again, I was out all the time driving flashy cars, just living a very loud lifestyle. I just didn't give a fuck, quite frankly. And looking back on it, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing and funny at the same time. But during like I call it like my prime of my drug dealing days, the pinnacle of my drug dealing days, I actually had uh, two, the two vehicles that I drove at the time. I had a fluorescent orange Lamborghini Gallardo and a fluorescent green H2 Hummer. <laughs> Like just at that point, I might as well have just like put a sign on the side of those vehicles that said, arrest me. Like, again, like not being low key whatsoever, but ultimately, you know, when my friends started to get, uh, you know, sent to prison and, and, and all that, I started to really think about what I was doing and think about the direction that I was going with my life. And it really started to, to, to keep me up at night and give me anxiety, the, this uncertainty of it all. And thinking that any given time, like, you know, my door could get kicked in and I could get sent to prison. And it wasn't so much the fear of going to prison that kind of freaked me out or gave me anxiety. It was more the, the, the feeling of, of, uh, regression and going backwards and, and being back in, in, a, in a vulnerable position and looked down upon, um, like how I felt a lot, you know, growing up. And that really consumed me. And that really um, kind of mentally just started to fuck with me to the point where I uh, knew it was time to make some changes. Now, at that time, I had no idea. Again, I, I didn't have, there wasn't like this end game or this end goal to like do this for a little while and, and then ultimately transition into whatever. So I got to a point where I knew I had to make some changes. Why did you, why did you get out of the military? Um, cause it sounds like you didn't really have, I feel like that's like a key. I'm glad you, didn't you asked have, that. Yeah. Cause you didn't have anything like lined up and, um, yep. nothing. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a great question. And I, I should have mentioned that, uh, earlier when I was at that part of the story. So I had developed such a pot. So where I came from, although, you know, so there's some points, some parts of where I come from that I miss. And, you know, I still have some friends uh, back there that, you know, I came up with that I still keep in touch with. I didn't have a positive association with the place I grew up. Um, not even in the slightest. I had 
I went through some rough times, had some pretty terrible things happen to me, you know, growing up. And uh, overall, like my association with that place, especially at that time, was not positive in nature. And it was extremely negative. I developed a very positive association with Jacksonville, Florida, where I was, uh, which was my last duty station in the military. I had created a a pretty good life for myself, much better than I had uh, back in Boston. I had met some really cool people and some really made some really great friends. And I just really enjoyed myself in that environment. And when I, when it was coming to uh, the end of the, uh, the tour that I was on, I would have had to move out of Jacksonville. I would have had to move and go to a different duty station. And I wasn't willing. And again, I wasn't aware of this at the time. I wasn't really aware that this is why I was so adamant about staying in Jacksonville. But um, looking back on it, you know, I think that I just wasn't willing to risk going somewhere else and then kind of losing myself again. Who would have thought it actually happened staying there? But that's why I ended up, uh, you know, getting out is I didn't want to leave uh, Jacksonville. I didn't want to leave this place that I had set up roots and started developing a new identity for myself. So yeah. So anyway, got to a point where I, I knew I needed to make some changes and I decided to like figure out the 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 route that I was going to take through personal development. Um, a buddy of mine, a guy who I looked up to was a uh, very successful um, you know, at that time I went up to him and basically put my cards on the table and I said, listen, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I've been doing. I'm not proud of it. And I want to make some changes and I truly have no fucking idea what to do. Is there anything that you can tell me? Is there any direction you can point me in? Because I'm committed to doing whatever it takes to, to help fix whatever needs to be fixed to unfuck myself. And it's like, I want to be a better man. I want to be a better human being, but I honestly don't know where to start. And, he, uh, and this is probably in like 2010. And he turned me on to uh, Tony Robbins. And, th- and back in 2010, <laughs> back in my day, 2010, 11 years ago, but technology has really modernized and advanced. But back then you didn't have like the pod, like podcasts like this and, you know, audiobooks weren't a thing. And it was either, you know, books and they had these disc sets. So he actually um, told me about Tony Robbins and said, I need to get this disc set from Tony Robbins, which I did. And uh, I started to uh, basically immerse myself in personal development, started reading everything and anything I could get my hands on related to uh, just becoming a better person. And through that process, I just you know started taking action consistent with the things that I was reading, the things that I was uh you know, trying to emulate and the person I was trying to become. And long story short, you know, I just started to uh, bring back some of the things that I'd already learned and I already had in me uh, from the military, some of the discipline, some of the, uh, you know, routines. And you started making my bed again. That's the honest to God truth. And people laugh when I tell them this, but I went probably like seven years or so without making my bed, you know, making my bed every day, perfect, like, you know, corners folded a certain way to getting out of the military. And I just stopped, you know, making my bed. But that was just an example of how I was living my life. I just wasn't paying attention to details. I wasn't taking pride in the, in the details of my life. So started making my bed again. And then, you know, I started to uh, not have dishes in the sink anymore. And then I just continued to kind of 
just take more pride in the environment that I was in. And I noticed I would feel better. And I, and I was in just a, like a, a higher frequency. And from that higher frequency, I started to uh, just attack life and making a long story short, an opportunity presented itself, started Nutrition Solutions. And, you know, here we are nine years later and uh, you know, we're doing pretty good. Whenever you met with your friend, um, were you were you still like being a drug dealer or whenever you started like listening to Tony Robbins? Yeah, like, 100%. At- yeah. You were. Okay. Did you end up going to prison again for that? No, no, oh, you I didn't. I, wow. No, no. Yeah. So you got I, out. Um, yeah. So I, uh, man, it, it's, it's the story. God, it's been, it's been six years. And it's funny that the, the name of your, um, the name of, of this, uh, podcast, the reborn podcast. Well, I actually have a re I have a rebirth day. So my real birthday is January 19th. I was born January 19th, 1983. Six years ago, I got arrested. I had walked away from drug dealing completely. It had been about three years since I'd uh, separated from that game. And uh, I would say for the first like 18 months or so when I started Nutrition Solutions, which you know, saying it was humble beginnings is, is an understatement. Um, when I started the company, I literally... Um, had like nine customers who were friends of mine. And I was basically going to a uh, local catering company and asking them to prepare X amount of meals for me. So I could in turn, uh, you know, flip them to my friends for a shitty profit food that I wouldn't even feed my dog uh, at this point, quite frankly. But um, so yeah, I, I, for about the first 18 months, I, there was still like a parallel. I was still selling to pay my bills. because I wasn't making money through the business. But uh, ultimately, you know, I was able to, to, to get to a point where I, I didn't have to do that anymore. And it felt so good to, to not have that anxiety anymore and not have that stress that comes when you're, you know, you're selling drugs. And I was focused on my business as much as I could be at the time. And I wasn't doing good by all standards. I was doing better in the sense that I was not making money illegally, so to speak, but I was still in the whole startup period struggle, trying to fucking figure it out like everybody else. And, uh, one day I come home and, um, on my doorstep were some detectives from the Tampa police department there to serve a warrant. And they were in fact there to arrest me for crimes that I'd committed three years prior. Wow. Yeah. And that basic, yeah, that basically, that's crazy. It, it really was a flip after my three, pr- three years. And they after, were- not only, not only had I been out the game for three years, but the, cr- the crimes were uh, three years prior. It was a, uh, that was just the universe. That was karma coming back to do what karma does. I mean, I, I lived this life seven years selling shit and you know, it, it, it was time for me to, uh, to, to, to face the universe. And that's exactly what happened. And that, period. I, 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 the, I, multiple felony charges. And, uh, I was looking at, uh, a very, very lengthy prison term. And I didn't think that it was possible for me not to go to prison. So there was a four month legal process. My bail was half a million dollars, which that basically is no bail when you, I mean, there, there are people who shoot people, rape people, do terrible things to children that get less bail than that. But because I didn't want to cooperate with them, which they wanted me to cooperate, which I refused to do respectfully, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, basically, you know, they, they wanted to make it very uncomfortable for me. Essentially, when they came and, and, and took, me to, uh, took me to jail, they wanted me to cooperate. And I uh, 
taking responsibility over my life, taking responsibility over my past had allowed me to make some of the changes, some of the positive changes I had started to make. So the idea of, of, of snitching on someone else and, and telling on somebody, destroying somebody else's life, because I wasn't willing to take responsible responsibility for my actions, it just wasn't something I was willing to do. So I respectfully declined. My bail was set at half a million dollars, which, you know, you get to pay 10% of that at the time. I mean, that was everything I had. And that was just to get out of jail. And then I had the legal process. So I went through an extensive legal process um, for about five months and uh, basically prepared my entire life and my business as much as I possibly could at the time for to, to basically be able to operate without me for however long I was to be uh, sentenced. And uh, just in a shocking turn of events, I uh, was very, very fortunate. I had an amazing judge. I had over 100 people that showed up to my sentencing that day to speak on my behalf and to support me. And it was just an incredible experience because that day uh, I didn't get sent to prison. I um, was given the lightest possible imaginable scenario, which I didn't even know was a possibility. But I was put on felony probation, which was like you know a free trip to Disney World in comparison to what I was expecting. And July 24th, 2015 was my rebirth day because when I was given that second chance and I didn't get sent to prison, I mean, I literally walked in that day thinking I was going to prison for a long time. And when I wasn't sent to prison, my entire perspective, like in a just a blink of a moment, it just completely changed. And I realized that I now had a responsibility to pay it forward to the universe. And from that point forward, I committed myself to doing everything I could to get the most out of every single minute of every single day. I realized I was on borrowed time and uh, I wasn't going to squander the opportunity that the universe has given me. So I've been going hard ever since. And, you know, it's been uh, it's, it's crazy. That was six years ago. Um, but I've covered a lot of ground over the last six years and um, still uh, still still a lot of work to do. I don't even think I've gotten started yet, but you know how that goes. Well, and that's a good problem to have, Chris. Looking at what you just mentioned about your sentencing day, you you spoke about the the different amount of people that showed up there to support you, your community, and, and in that moment, how important it was for you. You know, I've had the opportunity to be able to engage with many members of of your team at Nutrition Solutions. I know you and I haven't had a chance, you know, to speak too much and build a personal cadence or professional cadence just yet. Um, but I'm looking forward to doing so in the future. Um, but I want you to just talk to me a little bit about the importance of community and building a team based on you know your personal beliefs and your management style and your structure. Because I think it all starts with this moment. You know, when you had that sentencing day. And kind of your reborn moment to to say like wow like you know I have all these people in my corner to support me how do you take your mindset of of just kind of team dynamic and the people around you and how you structure uh you know a, a an organization and a business based on that moment moving forward yeah thank you first of all thank you for the uh the feedback on the team that means a lot to me and it's always nice to know that stuff doesn't go unnoticed so like I've told you guys my background. I was in the military strip club guy, but I was a drug dealer. So I didn't have a tremendous amount of business experience. I didn't have uh, an education. And, and, you know, although I've definitely picked up some along the way, when I started, I didn't have a mentor holding my hand and saying, hey, do this and, and do that. And here, no, don't do that. Like, 
I, uh, I learned the hard way basically with everything. And uh, I feel that's honestly the only way to learn is to, uh, to do things hard and to do it. You know, you got to do it bad before you do it good. And the key is in the doing. One of the things that I realized that I could do um, pretty good, pretty quickly. And, and this, this happened after my rebirth. Again, I, I didn't put any degree of thought into this prior, but I realized if I wanted things to, uh, to, to get better for my business, if I wanted to, uh, to grow, you know, my business, the one thing that I knew I could do is I could help my team essentially go through the same process and protocol that I did that helped me change my life. I could expose them to personal development. I could teach them the things that I learned along my fitness journey and basically help them understand the importance of gratitude, of personal responsibility, of going out and giving back in the community, which was giving back uh, philanthropy contributions. I mean, at the time I didn't have money um, where I could just sign a check like I, like I can now, but I had my time and I, and I would go and I would, I would do volunteer work. And um, again, this is, this is the honest to God truth. When the, the first time I went and volunteered, I didn't do it because I cared about helping homeless people. And which is really interesting because I've been homeless at multiple points in my life. But I didn't care about that. That wasn't important to me. I did it because, you know, in some chapter of some Tony Robbins book I read, he said that this is something that he did that allowed him to experience uh, fulfillment at the highest level. And I'm trying to just follow this guy's blueprint, trying to do what the hell he did and just, you know, again, like unfuck myself. And I remember I showed up to uh, this place. It was a, a church and they, you know, had a once a week or once a month, whatever they would serve the homeless and, you know, they would always need volunteers to, to help do that, help with the cleanup. And I went and I did that. I remember when I pulled up to the place, I remember seeing a line like wrapped around the building. And, you know, then I go in and I, I was just, I was just stunned by the overwhelming, just kindness and gratitude. Were you, from were these you driving people. your lime green, lime green Hummer? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember, but probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> But I, I, I just, I, it was just so shocking to me how these people who were lined up around the building for a meal, like how happy they were and how grateful they were. And then how happy and grateful that made me feel to just kind of feel that energy. And it literally, like, it changed my life. That, that experience changed my life. And it made me realize that if you want to experience fulfillment at the highest level, if you want to experience success at the highest level, you absolutely have to give something back and you have to go out of your way to, uh, to contribute beyond your own needs. So that's something that I instill up my team at nutrition solutions, you know, uh, to your point earlier, um, you know, whether it's going out and, and, and feeding the homeless, obviously we deal in food. So we have access to that or just going out in the local community and just picking up trash on the side of the road. Like, we look for opportunities to uh, to get back in the community, yeah, not just because it's the right thing to do, uh, you know, for the community, but it's the right thing to do as a human being. So, yeah, like just being able to uh, put my team through like brutally intense, hard physical training and help them build their mental toughness, putting them in ice baths. I mean, we do a lot of shit. I mean, where we'd be a so, HR. So, okay, I, I want to stop you for a second because I yeah, want to talk about that. And something that is so unique about your company and everything that you do. Um, I see that you 
I, is it, I don't know if it's every morning or like once a week. Uh, you must have some sort of gym or like training facility like outside of Nutrition Solutions. But you take these employees that, I mean, some of them look like that, you know, when they enter and they probably have never worked out a day in their life. First of all, like how do you convince them to do that? Or is that <laughs> part of the application process? Like you will work out with me? I kind of want to, I kind of want to get kind of transition a little bit into like, um, I'm really intrigued by uh, how you build your team and the expectations that you have from your team because it wasn't too long ago that, um, you know, and I've kind of gone down the same, not the same path as you, but um, in, in regards to my experience with business, like I'm just kind of like learning as I go and I'm learning through my, my failures and my mistakes. And, uh, you know, you have been one of the only people that I have reached out to and that, you know, you called me right away and you had like a strong and stern like our conversation with me about actually this is how you got to vet your employees these are the expectations that you need to uphold for your leadership that's coming on board because i was just like i didn't have anybody else to turn to and i i you know i reached out to you and you were so giving with your time and helping like mentor me which is something that i've never had so i want to and i actually have thought about like making my team here um, specifically talking about like American brew. Cause it's like my, yeah. you know, biggest company and the one that, that serves others kind of like nutrition solutions. But I want to know about like, I want to like, how do you get them to work out with you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, can you talk about that and then talk about like your team building and just like your ethos. And, um, yeah. I would love to talk about that. And then, yeah. So it was difficult in the beginning. Like when we didn't have that structure in place, that was difficult. I remember the first ever team building workout that we did. One guy showed up. One guy that actually worked for the company and then one of our reps, one of our vendors from US Foods. And we basically walked uh, a staircase for about 45 minutes. That was the first ever Nutrition Solutions uh, team workout. So it was difficult in the beginning getting people to kind of buy in. But as the company has evolved, it's now like a lot, it's now something that, you know, we, we have people all the time that move from other states to come work for us because they want to be part of that culture. They want to be part of that environment. Um, you know, I think it, people have a responsibility to look into a company, look into the leadership. If people come into the company and they don't know about me, it's a, or kind of don't know how I roll and like how I think, in all likelihood, you know, during the vetting process, they most likely will be deemed to not be a good cultural fit. We want to uh, recruit people that are uh, a sound cultural fit. And, and what that looks like is people who basically accept personal responsibility out of their life and don't necessarily have a growth mindset. That would be ideal. But at a minimum, not have a fixed closed mindset because we can help them develop the growth mindset. So when we put them through the vetting process, it doesn't matter if they've never worked out a day in life. In fact, I actually thoroughly enjoy when we get people that start with us that are like so fucking out of shape. It's like this person might fucking die during this workout, but you know what? If they don't and they show up the next time, that's going to do that's that's going to help them develop that confidence more and more every single time. So I think you get, get a little excited when we have people that are really out of shape start with us because I already know what's going to happen. It's what happens every other time. We, we've had a guy one time who started with us. He lost 100 pounds in 15 weeks and Dude, kept it off. That and, is and, so and, crazy. If you, if you actually look at our uh, Instagram 
it's funny we're bringing this up. Yesterday, a picture was posted of his transformation. 100 pounds in 15 weeks. And, and, and Ash, he wasn't like a guy who was like 500 pounds and went to 400. He was three or, or yeah, about 300 pounds and then went uh, to 200 ripped with abs. Wow. So yeah. So like we have That's situations incredible. like that, that happen often, but it's, it's, it's not really shocking. If you think about it, you're in an environment where this is what we do. One of our core values is lead by example. And it's like, it's one of those things where I hope that our clients see and recognize that our team, we're on the same journey as a lot of them. And then we're all at different points of the journey. And, um, you know, the, the fact is like the, the, the protocol is the same. You show up, you do the work and, um, you know, you get better and you recognize that there's always a next level and it's your responsibility to figure out how to get there. So the more, the more people you have buy in, the more people that buy in. And the, once they do it through that, process and go through those really hard workouts because we're not out there, you know, uh, playing kickball and, 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 and bullshit. We're out there getting after it, like, you know, pushing sleds, hitting uh, tires with uh, sledgehammers, doing, you know, five, five, 10 minutes straight of burpees. I mean, I push them through some really brutal workouts and the girl who runs the workouts when I'm not there, I've trained her to do the same. So, during during the workouts, like you know, I, nobody's having fun. Like the, nobody's in, you don't enjoy it in the moment. It's, is, a, it's it, is it mandatory for everybody to yeah. show up? I wouldn't say it's mandatory, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's certainly highly encouraged. Yeah, like okay. it, it, it's one of those things where you know, not everybody, not everybody does come to the workouts, but right. there's a common denominator between the people who do consistently. Yeah. There's a common denominator between them. And it's not just their level of fitness. It's mm -hmm. their positions within the company. It's their, uh, their prosperity and their growth in the company. So you go through those workouts and although it's miserable during by design, like after, like, you know, that we always say we kill the workout and we kill the day. Cause when you do a workout like that and you just activate all those great chemicals in your brain, you're now operating from a much higher state and level of consciousness that you can then go attack the day in. And when you go through those hard workouts, it just tends to make the rest of the day and life easier because we're building mental toughness. We're building confidence. We're building discipline. I'm teaching them that they can do things that the breaking limiting beliefs that I can do things that I didn't otherwise think I could do when I have them do five minutes, 10 minutes straight of burpees after like at the end of a long ass workout, none of them, if I would ask beforehand, none of them would be, would, would say or think that they could do that. Mm -hmm. But then after they do it and they push through and they, they, they have that, you know, that breakthrough in confidence, it just makes them entertain the possibility that maybe there's other areas of their life that perhaps they're doubting themselves in. And, you know, maybe they can now apply this newfound confidence and take that step in other areas of their life so they can move forward. Uh, when it comes to leadership, what are, what are three things that you look for in a person, um, in regards to just creating that leadership? Because I mean, I know like for yourself, you, you're not there every, every single day. You can't be there every single day no. in order to grow the company in the areas 
that it needs to be, you know, grown. And I think that that's, that's really important. Like there's things that go on behind the scenes and behind the curtains that, um, you know, people might be like, Oh, he's just out having a good time. Or he's just like chilling at home. But like, I think like as like an entrepreneur and for me, especially having such a big social media following like you do that it's easy, uh, to get that kind of like misconstrued that, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, you've made it. And you know, you don't really have to work anymore because you're just, you know, telling your staff what to do. Um, how do you, what are like three things that when it comes to developing the leadership that you look for in a person? Yeah. So first of all, it took me over seven years to get to the point where I didn't have to be there every second of every fucking day, <laughs> like in the middle of everything. And a lot of that was my old, my mindset. You know, it wasn't one day magically somebody came along and then I got a little space. A lot of it was my mindset. A lot of it was my willingness to empower people, my willingness to put the time and to train people. Because a lot of people have the expectation, subconsciously, of course, nobody consciously thinks this, that they're going to hire somebody and that person's going to come in and just care about your, they're going to be so passionate about your business day one. And that's just not possible. Nobody will ever care about your business as much as you do, but they can be trained and conditioned to care about it up to, I would say 70%. And if as much as you would, and if you can find somebody that'll care about your business and do a job 70% as well as you would do it, that's a winner. And you need to take care of that person and treat them good. But as far as the qualities that I look for uh, in people is First of all, do they have the ability to take feedback with grace? Because if you can't take feedback, like you suck, dude. Like, don't waste my fucking time. Like, get away from me. Like, if I am spending my time and investing my energy into giving you information that will allow you to get better and you meet that with resistance, then you have an ego problem and it's it won't be worth my time to attempt to develop you. So I I love that. I think that is so, so powerful Um, because, and I I know like you're such a caring person and um, I tell my staff all the time, anybody who works for me or whoever has worked for me, like I care, I care for you as a human. I love you and I respect you. But whenever I come in and I see things that have to be a different way, or I give you the constructive criticism, like you cannot take it personally. And I don't have time to sit here and like buttercoat things and to be like, Oh, like, you know, or to sugarcoat things and to make it like really easy. I just tell you, it has nothing to do with you as a person. I love you. And I care for yeah. you as a person. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and I expect the same feedback and I tell that like, if I'm fucking up, if there's something that I can do better, tell me because that is constructive criticism. And that is the only way that we're going to be able to grow as a company and as individuals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's tough sometimes, right? Like when you see that and you say it, you say it the way you feel like saying, it. and it's you, it's it's not so much the time; it's the energy. I'm not gonna dial back. It's exhausting, like pandering to somebody else. And then then the other side is, if you say something in a very friendly, kind, passive way, you're not conveying the attached level emotion to where it make a psychological impact to hopefully correct that behavior moving forward. So you've got to be able to take feedback with grace. Mm-hmm. Second thing. Um, oh, go ahead. Please, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Second thing. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say the second thing, it would be organized. Um, a, a leader has to be organized, right? Like I have been planning my day on paper 
every single day, seven days a week, writing down uh, my, my goals, life goals, and then writing down my targets for the day since January of 2016, right after I went through that process that I shared with you earlier. You have to be organized, especially as a leader. And you know, whether it's keeping your workstation, your desk like squared away and organized, keeping, you know, the rest of the facility, keeping people organized, you've got to be organized. Otherwise you're not going to get anything done. And then, you know, the, the last thing, which arguably the most important is you have to want to win. You have to want to win because whether people want to admit it or not in life, there's a game that's being played and there are winners and losers. That's just a fact of life. And you have to, you have, to have that, that desire to win, the desire to get better, the desire to, you know, to win at all costs. And you know, I think with those three elements, you, you have the recipe for a successful leader. Now, there's always things that can be done better. And with those three things, there's always a new level to be achieved. But I think that's a good structured uh, you know, set of uh, characteristics for uh, a good leader. I want to um, I want to end on this, um, and I, I know that I mentioned it earlier, but like you're, uh, I just look up to you a lot, Chris, and everything. I look up that, to you too, dude. Uh, I know I do. I, it's so weird <laughs> that like we have actually have never physically met in person. Which that is, is weird. So crazy. It'll happen. The universe will bring us together in real time. Yes. Um, hopefully sooner than later. But I want to end with this. Um, I want. I want to ask you, I want to ask you this question. Um, what is the legacy that Chris Calavini wants to leave behind? So I hope when everything is said and done and, uh, you know, they're reading my eulogy, lowering my casket into the ground, shoveling dirt on top. I hope that there are people that will be able to just look back and, and say, that because of the involvement that I had in their life, that they were able to live a better life. They were able to provide their family a better life. They would be able to just be a better human being because of the things that they learned through me in, in, a, in, a, in a direct or indirect capacity, that that gave them the, the tools to essentially leave the world a little better than they found it. And at the end of the day, if I can accomplish that, then there will be no regrets. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, I, Chris, you're already doing it. I mean, you've done it with my life. You've been there and you've helped me. And I mean, you didn't have to help me whenever I needed help. And um, on top of that, I mean, aside from you just being like a boss ass human being, <laughs> like you guys have an incredible product. I mean, even having nutrition solutions, like I eat it, uh, Blue eats it. My kids devour the clean sheets and the donuts and like the little muffin top like protein little cake. So I, I, you're already doing it. And I think like you probably don't have any idea to the extent and to the depth of the lives that you have affected because you are, I mean, you've, you've helped me. And, um, I know without a doubt that you are influencing and on a, such a positive, positive note, uh, so many lives around you. And it, it does come with like growing pains too. I think that like, not everybody oh, no is, not everybody is going to be receptive to, you know, like, who you are and, and, and the path that you're paving. And I think you got to be okay with that and, and know that, um, you know, sometimes you just, you got to let go of the people who they can't stand with you and they can't stand beside you. And you just got to keep forging your path and yeah. you're doing such a great job at that. So 
Thank you so um, much, Ashley. That, that really means a lot to me. And, and like on that note, you know, I, uh, I'm always here to help and I enjoy those conversations and, uh, anytime, you know, you need anything, you, you got my number, you can give me a call, but it's, it's really important that you also know that you have been a needle mover for our company as well. You've been with us for a minute and every day we have I'll be somebody, with you forever. Yeah, I'm not, right you're not on. getting rid of me anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. But every day we have people that, you know, that, that, that sign up and that list you as their lead source, because you've done such a great job just advocating and spreading the good word. And, and it means a lot to me and the entire team. So, um, you know, right back at you, like, thank yeah. you for the support that you've given me and the help that you've given our business. It, uh, it definitely means a lot. So let's finish with uh, what is next for Chris? Where can people, you have a podcast. What is the name of your podcast? Yeah, the uh, Start Today podcast. Okay. And I'll have you on when, when we get together and do that. Yeah. In per, yeah, it, it'll be dope. But okay. uh, yeah, my social media, Chris Cavallini across all uh, media platforms. So do you have a, do you have a favorite um, meal at Nutrition Solutions? No, because we're always, I, I don't know if you've noticed the last several years, Ashley, but we're always changing the shit up. I know so like, it's crazy. And now there's like grass fed, uh, yeah. is it bison beef? Um, All, yeah, dude, grass fed beef, so bison, good. elk. Yes, it is so good. It is. Have you, it is, have you liked the elk? Yes. I'm a huge elk person. I love oh, elk. Good. So it's delicious. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, we import that from uh, New Zealand. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's a, I remember, it's a huge, it's huge pain in the ass, by the way. But. I'm sure. It's so good, though. It's so good. And even like the packaging has changed and it's been yeah. like amazing. I remember when I pulled it out of the box for the first time, I was like, okay, Chris. Okay. I see what we're doing here. It's just, Yeah. It's well, awesome. I have so, to apologize because that was long, long overdue. I bought, so before COVID, we purchased this, that piece of equipment that, um, did the the packaging like that and the country that it came out of basically shut down for a year. So I got that thing about a year and a half after we paid for it. So mm. it was long overdue and okay. always trying to uh, make improvements and, and, and still a long way to go, but I, I really appreciate the feedback. All right. Well, Hey, thank you so much for coming thank you. on. And um, I just, uh, just thank you for everything that you've done. So I may I say it. your eyebrows look phenomenal today. Oh, wow. Nobody's. Nobody's ever gone. Oh, it's so funny. I had a, I um, <laughs> was doing like a photo shoot like last week and I had like fake eyelashes on and yeah. Otto, my littlest who is, uh, <laughs> he's six. And I, it's been a long time since I've worn like fake eyelashes or anything. And he came into the bathroom uh, last night or the day before and he goes, mom, you shaved your eyebrows off. <laughs> and he like held the little <laughs> strip <laughs> I just giggled. I was like, yeah, it's okay though. <laughs> oh, they're so innocent. Right All on. right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on uh, the Reborn Podcast. You have such an inspiring story. And uh, anybody you. who's listening to this, I highly recommend that you go over there and um, support Chris, listen to his podcast, and definitely get yourself a box of nutrition solutions. I put mine in the freezer, the deep freezer. It lasts you forever. It comes back to that discipline, having things available for you at all times so you cannot fail and you can always continue to move forward um, in your in your journey of health and fitness. So have a good day, Chris, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys.
All right, guys, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Reborn podcast. And thanks again to my guest, uh, Mr. Chris Calavini. You can follow Chris on Instagram at Chris Calavini. That is uh, Chris C-A-V-A-L-L-I-N-I on Instagram. You can follow me, Ashley.Horner. If you like today's show, make sure you subscribe. Leave me a rating and a review, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.